0: Kelsey
1: and I'm Kim
0: welcome to season 5 episode 11 of the massive fans book club podcast this episode will cover chapters 42 through 45 of a court of silver flames or as I like to call this section the inner circle fucks around and finds out
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. but before we get into it Kim how you doing
1: <laughs> I'm okay been been swamped at work I took Kim. a vacation it oh, was awesome
0: yes, yes.
1: Um, Your um, vacation
0: took you via, by my house, so that was nice. <laughs> it
1: did. We got to see each other and the families got to see each other and that was fun. We went to Busch Gardens and I rode a whole bunch of roller coasters and <laughs> that was fun.
0: Are you recovered from that now?
1: <laughs> yeah. So word of warning for anyone who likes to ride roller coasters, I didn't realize what a problem this is. <laughs> if you, if you're especially women, if if you've got big, if you've got a big chest, you know, <laughs> if the booby fairy came and found you several times, like she did me. <laughs> those over the head harnesses on roller coasters hurt like a fucking son of a bitch.
2: They bad news bears. <laughs>
1: How do I know? Ask me. Riding them, I got in, and then they would have to smash them down so tight that when you wear an underwire bra, you bruise from the underwire because of the pressure of these over-the-head harnesses. Don't get me wrong. I'm grateful that they were there. I'm grateful that they kept me in. But seriously, motherfucking God, they can do some things to adjust this for people with bigger boobs. I know I'm not the only woman who has this problem, and what about these poor, like, men that are really... Even, like, the ones that are really, like, in really good shape but just have large chest measurements because they work out so much. Well, I mean,
0: right. Yeah. Like, gotta you gotta think, like, miserable the Mamoas of the world. <laughs> like, that can't be comfortable.
1: I mean, I'm sorry. That shit hurts. Yeah. So... But other than that, we had a great time. <laughs> I mean, truly, we did. But, yeah, that's my... If I, if I have to gripe, that would be my only gripe, is that <laughs> when you have big boobs... Over the head harnesses are not fun in roller coasters.
0: Well, for once, I have less gripes than usual. My major gripe this week was what happened like 10 minutes before we recorded, which is I slammed my head into a sink.
1: Okay, girl, we got to talk about you doing my maneuvers. This is bad.
0: Okay, long story short, I thought there was a bug. It wasn't. It was lint. And by the time I figured that out with my eyeballs, I already forgot that my head was basically under the sink. And I went to stand up and boom. So, yeah, like, we might, like, you know, we're recording this. I might have a slight concussion. Who knows?
1: We can't win, can we? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as I believe it was Molly in the Discord wrote, she's just thankful that we're, like, still alive and able to record
2: it all.
1: God <laughs> bless her. Because I tell you, we have days where we're like, what? Though, <laughs> so, I have to say, so, as you all know, one of the girls that I've been working with all summer... She knows exactly who she is, but she's she's a fan. She's on her Discord. She she and I are very good friends. Well, she she went off to college, and Aww. her first day of classes is on Monday, Aww. and so is the the and then the the other girl who was working with her, who I adore just as much. She goes off to college middle of next week and starts the monday after that so i'm so i'm like i'm i'm so excited and i'm so happy for my girls but i'm gonna miss them i know i really want them both to have amazing and outstanding years and i i hope that college is just an amazing and awesome experience for them so I, i and i will say that for all of you parents out there that listen i hope and you have kids in college i hope i hope your kids have great years in college. I hope all kids have great years in school, but especially college. College is, um, I think Kelsey and I both can say this, where we grew and, and really yeah. figured about wow. who we were. Absolutely. And so for that alone, I really hope that, that college is a truly wonderful and positive experience for for both of these two very special young ladies in my life, but also for, you know, everybody's children out there because it's, it's yeah. an interesting time. And sagging into that, I am preparing for school to start. First day of eighth grade for my kiddo is tomorrow. I don't know where the time's gone, but he is truly in eighth grade. But I'm hopeful for a good year because he's had some really positive and wonderful experiences so far. Two of his best friends have classes with him this year. Oh,
0: that's always fun.
1: We did orientation last week and got to meet all of his teachers. Oh okay. good. I'm very excited. He has two of his teachers knew him from last year because they taught him oh, last okay. year. So that's always nice
0: too, some familiarity.
1: Absolutely. Well, two of his teachers know him from the D and D Club. Oh, that's super fun. <laughs> and in a really positive twist of fate, he has so for the first semester, he has five male teachers
0: oh that is nice too yeah especially for like that age group like for that's a really good time to have yeah some, yeah yeah and extra male bonding or whatever you want to call that
1: <laughs> yeah i mean i can't i can't speak to his gym teacher he's the only one i i didn't meet so i don't know but all of his other teachers are young like they're in their 30s like i had his science teacher cracked me up because he's like, yeah, I'm really terrible at responding to emails. So just keep spamming me. He, but he holds up his phone. And he goes, I'm a millennial. And I always have this on me, though. Yeah. And I just laughed hysterically. Yeah. And I looked down. I picked up mine and went, I'm a Gen Xer. And I have mine on me, too. I understand, though.
2: Yeah.
1: And then I told him, I said, yeah. And the girl that I do a podcast with, my partner in crime, a.k.a. Miss Kelsey, one of yeah. my BFFs <laughs> in the whole wide world, um, is a millennial. And yeah. so I get it you <laughs> were like it's laughed. fine like, i'm used to you guys <laughs> well he and i he and i totally laughed like we were like he yeah. got it he realized i was i was on yeah. i was tracking what he was yeah putting down. yeah so yeah no it was fun so it truly actually i, I can't complain it's, good, been a yeah. while. it's been a good week well a good two weeks really since we've done i think but i know I'm having fun. I mean, yeah, my my vacation week wasn't totally vacation. I, I did never a lot is. Of work. Never
2: is,
0: dude. Never is.
1: <laughs> I did a lot of work that week. I
0: understand. Like, mm,
1: this is not vacation, but OK.
0: That's OK. That's how uh, my husband, he's a teacher. He went back to school this week. That's how his week was. So his week, you know, like the first week back for teachers is usually like a lot of like PD, set up your classroom, that kind of stuff. And a lot of times it's like the middle of the day, like his real schedule, since he's teaching middle school now, is gonna be like 7.30 to like 2.45 or something. And they were like, oh, well, you don't have to come until eight. But then they kept him until like 4.30, like every day. And I was like, I don't think this is better. Like, and then Friday, he was done at three, but he wanted to go shopping for stuff for his classroom. And he went shopping like near his school instead of like near our house. And so he didn't really know where he was. So it took him like three times as long. And like, all of a sudden, it was like six o'clock when he got home. And I was like, I could just kill you. Like, I've been waiting for like three hours for you to go home. <laughs>
1: Where the hell are you? Right.
0: So like we had a good week too, but it was a funny, it was a funny like schedule because in theory, when you hear like, oh, first week back, no kids, it's going to be easy. Honest to God, it's the worst week. (laughs) Like honestly, when regular school starts, I find it's easier for him because he has a much more like normal regimented schedule versus right, like right. The, like week and a half before school. Like next week, he has to go to like the the William and Mary campus for like two PDs, like instead of his school, and like it's just like all this weird. Like you're not always like, where you're actually going to be. You know what I mean? And, like, they had a luncheon right. one day, so he was, like, off-site for that. And then that, like, delayed him getting back over to the school. And, like, so it's just really funny because, like, when all the kids are, like, waiting to go back to school and the teachers are already back, I'm like, honestly, I'm waiting for the kids to go back, too, because I find it schedule a lot easier to handle after that. <laughs> what a mm-hmm. time of year. Also, I love fall. So, like, the sooner we can get to, like, what I like to call, like, the Hobbit season, the better. <laughs>
1: yes 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 yes
0: but anyway okay i guess we better get started uh you know as always and forever this podcast is not for little ears never has been never will be uh i really liked Mm -hmm. a podcast i was listening to earlier this week where their intro similar to ours always starts off with one of them being like hey by the way we cuss a lot so if that's not your thing this podcast isn't for you
1: amen so
0: yeah so there's that
1: so so true (laughs)
0: Okay, usually we have discussed ahead of time, like who's going to start. Uh, we didn't do that. Should we flip a coin? Do you have feels or should I just start talking?
1: I'll do this. Do
0: it. Go, Kim. Take us into chapter 41. That's where we are, right? Or
1: 42? 40.
0: 42. 42. <laughs> <laughs> you regret okay. It's a good thing you're starting because I would have rehashed some shit. <laughs> anyway.
1: I don't know. Rehashing, that might make a whole lot more sense. No. Yeah, for real. No, let's not rehash that. I remember where chapter forty-one ended. Anyway, so chapter forty-two opens with Cassian getting a summons to the River House. Don't, don't, don't. No.
0: Yeah, but like for real, I think literally like when I opened my book and I read that sentence, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs>
1: You read that, and then you're like, well, shit, what happened now?
0: Yeah. (laughs) No, it's not good. Literally what I thought. I literally was like, oh, fuck. Like, what's on fire? (laughs)
1: Because not only did he give summons to the river house, but it was literally first thing in the morning.
0: Right. Which, like, I don't know if that's really been discussed up until this point, but I don't think any of them are morning people.
1: uh, Well... Yes and no. I think Cassian is, but Cassian well, like... I
0: think Cassian and Azriel are in the way that like men who wake up and like go run at 5am are morning people, but that doesn't mean that they like want to be talking and having deep conversations. <laughs>
1: Totally fair.:
0: I'm a morning person in the sense that I don't like snooze my alarms and I can get up early, but like don't fucking talk to me before I've had coffee. like like just do not fucking do it. Like I could be up for like 90 minutes alone in silence, but if you're gonna talk to me, shut the hell up, don't
1: <laughs> I can't quite say that. I just I'm not a morning person. Period, I have learned to get up. So and you're punch like azed. <laughs> Yeah. First sentence. It literally reads Cassian got the summons to the river house just after dawn. And I've had a rule of thumb for forever that if you're calling me that early in the morning, there better be a goddamn good reason, like a dead body. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm not a morning person. None of them are morning people, but Cassian is doing his morning thing. Yep. Now, remember where he was at the end of chapter (laughs) 41? And he's like, he's as he's sitting in Reese's office with Asriel and Reese and Amorin makes the comment that he does realize that Nesta's scent is literally all over him. Yep. He knew that they could smell it.
0: Right. He know, that they know?
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, uh, Reese and as no comment, but Amorin apparently got pissy because her eyes got all narrow and bitchy. Like she can be. She said nothing. He does wonder if Reese had given her a silent command, you know, mind to mind, saying, don't you fucking dare. And then yeah. Cassian is like, I'm going to file that one away to ponder later. Why would he do that? Oh,
0: I, you know, I thought that was a stupid thing to ask. I was like, well, because he's like, you know, you're bros if he got your back. Um, but it occurs to me that actually lately he has not. So I, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. I wonder too, Cassie. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I have to, part of me has to wonder, is Rhysand finally just facing the fact that what he didn't want to have to face is really the case, and that is is that he realizes that there's this mating bond thing going on?
0: Well, you know, I, um, you know what? I think we've talked about this before, so I won't go on for 20 minutes about it like I have before, but I don't know that we really understand how this mating bond thing works. Sometimes we act like everybody knows. Sometimes we act like nobody knows. Sometimes we act like people can fucking smell that thing. Uh, so if you can smell that thing, I'm sure that right now they can smell that thing. I, I'm sure they could before too. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why Reese thought that he was going to have some sort of say in Cassian's mating bond <laughs> part um yeah I guess he's realizing he doesn't and you know good it's always good when we realize that there are things we cannot change.
1: <laughs> you think so yeah so we we have this going on sure. and Amarin's finally like okay fine so why why am I here before breakfast and and Varian still sound asleep in my bed because you know I could be doing other things and I'm sure Cassian um in particular but both Cassian and Azrael are saying the same thing but Cassian in particular you know yeah Anyway, so to, beat, to to stop beating around the bush, Rhysian pulls off this tarp that went been over part of his desk. <laughs> and as he says, we're here because I got a visit at dawn from a blacksmith out by the western edge of the city. And Cassian goes completely still when he sees what's on the desk, uh-huh. which is a sword, a dagger, and a longer greatsword. Yep. At which point he's like, <clears throat> what 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 blacksmith? To which Reese is like, you know, the one you and Nesta visited a couple of days ago. Oh shit, people, we have a problem. So Cassian's like, okay, why did he bring these weapons to you? Because Cassian already told him he would pay for it. Right. And so I, I can understand Cassian's confusion. Azra goes to touch it and Reese Ann's like, Don't do that <laughs> And it's because the blacksmith dumped them there. Because he says that all the, the, the blades are cursed. Oh, God. Here we go, people.
0: Okay, but, like, I'm with Amryn when she's, like, cursed in what way? And he's like, mm, I don't know. The guy just said cursed. I'm like, that fucking guy. Like, I'm so sick. Like, you really need to tell me you are so afraid of a thing and you can't even explain what it is that's bothering you? Like, I can understand if he's like, I don't know. It's giving me really weird vibes. Like, when I touch it, it just makes me think of death or something like that. Then he'd be like, oh. Okay, that gives us something to go off of. But to just be like, these fucking things are
2: cursed. How? I don't know. Like, They're cursed. Yeah, yeah and it's not like maybe you're the problem, sir.
1: And of course, Ameren, all right, you and I have talked about this offline, and <laughs> I, it's going to come up, because I've been saying this now for a while. Ameren has become a complete and total raging bitch and no i don't love amarin for this like this is the kind of bitchiness that i'm like girlfriend you need an attitude check and you're not gonna like it when it happens
0: yeah i agree because i actually like akamath akawar love amarin i think she's great i think she's hilarious i think that she actually says what she says because she has like a weird wisdom they don't have being whatever she was but she ain't that anymore now she's just mean
1: even in frost and starlight yeah but yeah something's happened and she's turned into a raging fucking bitch yeah and i'm convinced she came back out of the cauldron when she came back when reese brought her back out of that cauldron she got changed and i don't think that some of the changes that that happened were good
0: well and we can delve into this like fan theory or as I would just say, maybe it's a fan theory. Maybe it's just Kim's theory and I just really like it and you're a fan. Therefore it's a fan theory. Um, (laughs) We can delve into that like on discord if people want to chat about it, but long story short, I liked what you said when we were chatting offline about like, if she came back different, like you pointed out that she might've come back different. And then I was Mm -hmm. saying that like, not only did she come back different, but it had to have been a weird feeling to come back thinking that like, oh, I made this choice for me, I want to come back, but then, like, when you come back, now you're A, somebody totally different, and then uh, we were discussing about whether or not maybe if she and Variant are mates, is that a problem? Like, to her, is that a problem? Like, did she come back and immediately have, like, a, a like, oh, I'm back, I'm, I'm normal Faye, and I have a mate, fuck, what, no, wait, where, huh, how? <laughs> Like, is that fucking with her? Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe we're just making Maybe.
1: Excuses. I mean... Maybe she's just if, a bitch. <laughs> well, and if... Here's here's part of what drives me to this, is that, you know, if they are, if they want to be together 24-7, so to speak, they ha- one of them has to decide what court to be in. because Right. right. She's high-ranking in the night court. Yeah. He's high-ranking in the summer court.
0: Not only that, but really know since she came out of the cauldron like I don't remember this being discussed like in Frosted and Starlight and I don't think it's been discussed in this book like do we really know like what what amount of power she has at this point like we know it's obviously yeah. not what she had before but like can she even winnow I don't know if she can I don't know Because, like, if she could, you could kind of argue, like, well, what fucking difference does it make? Like, we all have jobs we go to during the day, and then we come home. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So, like, if she can winnow, then I sort of feel like this is a stupid problem. But maybe she can't. I don't think that we've discussed that she can, so maybe she can't. In which case, if she's not only lost her powers as whatever she was previously, but she also ended up being gifted essentially really low-level fey power comparatively to those around her, that would be, like, another level of suck.
1: Yeah, because remember, she used to have so much power that she terrified people.
0: Right. So then to bear, like, to then not even necessarily be able to, like, winnow, that would be fucking irritating.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's pissy and bitchy and yeah, I don't like her and she's dealing with trauma and issues and, okay, fine. And she's taking on other people. Okay, fine. But she's taking on other people. She's not giving the people she's blaming other people for it and lashing out in such a way. She's doing it
0: in a way that when somebody else named Nesta did it, we stuck her in a confinement camp. <laughs> like, you yeah.
2: what? Like, what know, yeah. <laughs> the
0: last time somebody acted like this, we stuck her on a mountain and punished her. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, mm- Cameron's like, acting like her shit don't stink. And I guess that's where my problem is. is I agree to like, that. You know, pot kettle, but I guess not only that,
0: but everybody know. lets her get away with it, which is so annoying.
1: Because if they don't have the power, then what the ever living fuck, man.
0: Yeah. But anyway, okay, I mean, yeah, cool. Let's get into the fucking stupid shit she says. I can't wait to
1: hear you talk about it. I know. It. Sorry. No, you're
0: fine. I, I just completely can't
1: wait to derailed this. That. I'm sorry, you guys. Anyway, I'll get us back on track. But yes, let's have that discussion in in uh Discord. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah, let's so, talk uh...
0: about how well, let's talk about why Amarin is or isn't a bitch, okay? Because everybody on the internet likes to do that about Nesta, and now it's really weird because Amara is acting exactly like her,
1: and I've heard nothing. Like nobody. <laughs> I, think, I think Amarin's worse.
0: I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I actually kind of agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that yeah. Mhm. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, <laughs> of course, Amarin is accusing Cassie. Of, what happened at the at the shop? Like, what the fuck? Like, he took her there to cause trouble? Like, seriously, Amarin Yeah. And he's like, nothing. You know, the blacksmith let her work on the blades. I took her there so she could understand what goes into making a blade. I mean, he's it, it was innocent. He's like, you know, there's no cursing. And Ristan's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait. Nesta <laughs> hammered on the blades and. Casting's like, yeah, all three of these. You know, first the sword, then the dagger, right. then the great sword. Now Reese and Amarin are looking at each other. Ooh, that explains a lot. And Casting's like, what? It finally comes out Reese is looking at Amarin, going, well, is it possible? <laughs> I don't know.
0: And then Asriel's like, hey, fuckers, explain yourself.
1: Explain. <laughs> What the hell is going on? Like, please somebody explain this to me. As I really, like you woke me
0: up. You tell me the problem. Like <laughs> I'm get to it.
1: Yeah. Fair. Totally fair. Like <laughs> you know, Cassie's getting pissy because, yeah, I mean, because they're being just accused of him of of trying to be yeah, I don't know, trying yeah. to do something that he didn't do intentionally. Sure. So Reese finally sits down. We're going to have story time with, with Daddy Reese, And he's like, you know, a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
2: <laughs> basically. Oh,
1: basically. Apparently the High Fa were more elemental in their power. Crafted and made into an art, making jewelry and weaponry and so on and so forth. Sure. And so because their gifts were a little raw less refined and more connected to, to the natural world. They could apparently imbue their creations of jewelry and or weapons with various forms of power. Sure. And Cassie's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You mean Nesta put her power into the swords? And Amber's like, look, ain't nobody been able to make a magic sword for more than 10,000 years. And the last one The Blade Gwydion And I highlighted right. this because Okay, everyone hold on I haven't read Crescent City I don't know what to tell you because the Spoilers are all over the goddamn internet at this point I don't well, know yeah. what to say. So I apologize if this is a spoiler But We're going to get some real interesting information that That is basically a Badass Easter egg going mm-hmm. to Crescent City. But remember, this book came out after Crescent City. So Crescent City was the Easter egg. But we're going to tie these two Easter eggs together. Amron said the last one made. The great blade Gwydion vanished around the time the last of the trove went missing. Cassian says that the sword is not Gwydion. And he's well aware of the myth and the story about it that it had belonged to a true fey high king in Prithian, as there had been in Highburn. He had united the lands, its people, and for a while with that sword peace had reigned, until he had been betrayed by his own queen and his fiercest general, and lost the sword to them. The lands fell into darkness once more. Never again to see another high king, only high lords who ruled the territories that had once answered to the king. Story we, we, we might know about?
0: Okay, well, yeah, okay, first of all, this is like real King Arthur shit. And then, <laughs> also, I'm sorry, I'm laughing, and I don't even know if the recording picked it up. I'm laughing because, okay, so... <laughs> So this book came out after Crescent City, but we already read Crescent City. Unless you mean the second one. The second one came after after this. And why do I not remember that?
1: don't really? fucking
0: remember anything from Crescent City. As you recall, we read Crescent City when apparently I had a six-month blackout. So, like, I don't fucking remember
1: anything. <laughs> Elsie, what's the story about the Fae coming into the world of Midgard?
0: What do you mean? What
1: starboard? about it? The Starborn faith.
0: uh huh,
1: Queen and her general.
0: Okay, you know what? Yeah, nope. I only remember the Starborn part. Like that was never gonna. I was never gonna pull that out of my ass. <laughs> this is why
2: you're here. <laughs>
1: It's a story about a queen and her general. They've come from another world, leaving their people there. And they bring with them a magic sword, a.k.a. the Star Yeah, okay,
0: I vaguely remember this now. Uh, You have to remember when we read that whole book, I spent the whole time just irritated about weird with it. But anyway, so unfortunately, I don't remember anything about that. I only remember a lot of stupid shit, like... The jacket that we spend way too much
1: time on. <laughs> and I don't even has gone, amron said. A shade, sadly, or has been gladly missing for a millennia. Looking at the great sword, she goes, but this is something new. So I think it's interesting because as we were talking about, this ties into, there's this whole story of the fae end up how did the starborn fae end up in Crescent City Guard. Right. And I think I think we're starting to put pieces of it together because, you know King betrayed by his queen and and General. Yeah. So everything like, disappears.
0: What I think is funny or like fun about stories like this is like it's always, like, the history is written by the Victor situation, you know what I mean? So, like, in Crescent City, I think I was thinking about how, like, you know, I just said, like, I don't fucking remember anything about this, but then when you started to say it, I was like, oh, I guess I kind of do, but, like, the, it's it's keyword, you know what I mean? Like, here, we're reading it from the other side, which is he was betrayed and he was left, you know what I mean? versus that's not really how it reads on the other end where it's like, course, oh, we designs. like escaped or whatever. You know what I mean? And so they're
2: it's like the story.
0: Yeah. And so like my brain didn't really put that together that this was all the same story until you said that. And I'm like, history <laughs> history's written by the Victor
1: Dun 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 Easter eggs. Anyway, so Azure is the logical one. He's like, so Nesta created a magic sword. A new one.
0: Yeah, he's like, wow, um,
1: that was a long way to tell me that information. <laughs> you know? Yes, only great powers could do that. Gwydion was given to it, given its powers when the High Priestess Oleana dipped it into the cauldron during its crafting. Cassian's blood chilled, waves rippling over her skin, one touch from Nesta's magic, while the blade was still hot, and the blade was infused with it. Cassie's like, but she didn't know what she was doing. She was just letting off some steam. And of course, then Amber's like, well, that could be worse. Because, you know, who knows what a more emotion she poured into the blades with her power. It might have shaped them into instruments of such feelings, or it might have been the catalyst to release her power. There is no way of knowing.
0: Like, to which I'm like, yeah, I get it, Amron. That is probably true. Like, your world building probably says that this is a thing. But, like, in my book, I'm like, well, then how could we be more worried about what she did than anybody else? That means all of the. So, I think what's weird about this is like, Okay, like, I get, like, for world building, like, that's probably, like, yeah, okay, sure, Ameren, yeah, that's how that works. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, then, aren't all magical objects, like, kind of, like, a fucked up, like, Warehouse 13 situation, where, like, they just, like, embody the emotions around them. They're like, can we trust any fucking magical object? Like, so what you're telling me is, like, this mask, after all, isn't anybody's fault? It's just fucked because the universe decided it was? Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm sorry, if that is how this works, if that is how this magic works, then fine but then how dare you act like Nesta's like to blame for it because that means like basically any idiot who walked in there and was like I'm pissed off like was
2: gonna create the same thing
1: (laughs) well but she was made from the cauldron she she imbued her power from the cauldron into the weapon and and I get that like
0: yeah I mean I do get that but as we know how this conversation is about to go which we're about to get into
1: then the logic
0: fucking sucks
1: I agree. I'm not, I'm not, paying. it doesn't <laughs> suck.
0: I'm just saying. No, I know. I'm just so irritated with these people. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So whatever. Weird pissed. world building. Because
1: Amron's being such a bitch about it. But yeah, that's basically.
0: So weird dumb world building thing. Basically magic objects here apparently work almost identical to the warehouse 13 logic. They just
1: do. Right. I love that you brought that in. I loved that show. I know me too. I, I missed that show.
0: Me too.
1: Anyway, so we use the sword. We figure it out. That's Cassian's logic. You know what? I hate to say it. I kind of don't disagree with this logic.
0: I'm pretty sure, like, the more I thought about this, like, I read it and then now, like, we're, you know, I then I was doing my notes. Now we're talking about it. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's literally the only way to figure it out, to be honest with you.
1: Exactly. And of course, Amorin is like, no, I wouldn't draw these blades, especially not that great sword. I can feel the power clustering there. Did she work on that one the longest? And of course Cassian's like, yeah. Again,
0: logic. Biggest object takes longest.
1: Exactly. And then she's like, well, then it's to be treated as an object of the dread trove. A new trove. And Cassian's like, whoa, you can't be serious. Like, I'm with Cassian on this one. Like, really?
0: Yeah, I think we're, like, overreacting big time.
1: Like, girlfriend, chill the fuck out. But anyway... No, the dread trove was forged by the cauldron, and Nesta possesses the cauldron's power, so anything she crafts and imbues with her power becomes a new trove. At this point, I wouldn't so much as eat a piece of bread if she toasted it. Alright, she is completely over the edge and just...
0: Okay, but like, please keep that quote in mind when we get to the end of this conversation, as to why this logic fucking sucks. (laughs)
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's about to get there. So Asriel's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. People will kill for this kind of power. They will either kill her to stop it or kill us to capture
0: her. Logical. Thank you, Azriel. Yes, this is true. This is very much the same thing Lucian fucking said about Feyre three books ago. It's almost like Asriel and Lucian function the same way in their respective like friend groups. You think? Hmm.
1: Cassian thrown in on Lucian's side.
0: Sure, sure. Yes, yes. There was not a Cassian in the Springport. Therefore, he had to play two hats. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So Azra says, pisses Cassian off. Not because he's mad at Azra for pointing it out. Right. but Because he's mad that somebody would do that to Nesta. Sure. fair. I get it. And he's like, then he's thinking. Remember, he's a general. He's thinking like a general. So she could create anything. She could fill our arsenals with weapons that we, would win us any war. Brielle and Kosche and Baron wouldn't stand a chance.
0: To which I say yes this is basically Cassian's version of what Azriel just said where Azriel said people will kill her to stop her or kill us to get to her to which he was like right which in other words is she either is for us or against us she either makes things for us or she makes things that kill us those are those are basically the two options
1: right and of course Ambron's like this is where I just I lose any and all patience with Ambron
0: yep this is where the whole fucking shit goes sideways <laughs>
1: it goes beyond sideways it goes trapezoidal somewhere yes anyway amarin's like well this is why nesta shouldn't find out about it and i'm sorry cassie is like what and i'm like what and amber's like she can't know and i'm like all right this is fucking stupid this is like this is amarin reminds me of oh my god it just hit me do tell Kim. Oh no! I was gonna say
0: literally, as you said, Tamlin. I was like, "Oh fuck no! This is literally Tamlin." <laughs> oh no!
1: We've had this conversation books ago. Oh
0: fuck! Yeah, literally, as soon as you were like, "Do you know who it reminds me?" I was like, "No."
1: Oh yes, I did. Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, then that makes what Reese does even more irritating.
1: Yeah, because Amorin is somewhere between Tamlin and Ianthe on this one. And I think that's where I just.
0: Yeah, 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 you're absolutely right. Like, what, what a mistake. But also, this is what I'm saying. This is where I'm like, everybody's logic fucking sucks. Okay, because if what she literally said like two paragraphs ago was I wouldn't make toast if she or like I wouldn't eat toast she made. Right. So you want her to just go around making toast for randos who don't know like. Exactly. What? You're exactly. afraid to touch anything that she touches, but she's just going to go touch shit and then let the priestesses touch it? What the fuck?
1: <laughs> you know, I mean, Reese is like, well, that seems kind of stupid. So Yeah, Reese, and then somehow he, he, he decides he agrees moment. with her,
0: which I don't understand. Anyway, go
1: on. Well, he doesn't because he's like, you know, this is kind of dumb. What if what if, you know, this is stupid? Like, why? right. She could she could do this accidentally somewhere else, right? And Nesta's like, "Well, what if she creates whatever she pleases despite us? If she gets pissy with us, well, what? Really, really?
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah. Cassian points out what you and I are arguing, which I have to agree with is, but she would never do that, and you know it. And and like, go Cassian because he's right. And and Amarin's answer is, well, she wouldn't create a, a dread trove. She would create a trove of nightmares. And I'm like, really?
0: Yeah, which is like super wild to me. Okay, this is super wild to me for a couple of reasons. A, it's super wild to me because I think it's she's full of shit and it's not accurate. But then it's also super wild to me because I'm like, okay, but, like, literally, we let the Court of Nightmares just, like, exist. Like, literally, <laughs> Briallen Allen exists. Literally, J exists. Literally, Baron exists. Like... <sighs> I don't, like, you are so upset about a thing that may or may not happen when we have the literal problems you're talking about already just, like, out in the
2: open.
1: You know what I, I just thought of? it would be driving part of Amarin's mm-hmm. response to Nesta.
0: Jealousy because she can't do shit?
1: You and I just went to the same place at the same time. <laughs> I think Amarin's yeah. jealous of it. Because Amorin doesn't have her power anymore. So Amorin's not as powerful. Okay, yes, right. Powerful.
0: Again, uh, and now you and I have had this conversation so many times uh, that I can't remember if I've, I've said it online or not. But uh, how are you and I figuring this out when we have a room of like 500-year-old beings who apparently don't even have the emotional intelligence of two human women with a podcast? <laughs> totally,
1: it is really...
0: Like, how they haven't called her on her shit yet, I don't understand, but whatever.
1: It's like Ianthi being jealous of Feyre. Really, that's what this is. I, yes. I feel like we are reliving... Oh my ago. god,
0: you are right. Which brings me back to Nesta's story is basically Feyre's story, but anyway, carry on.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Because And then Cassine's arguing. He's like, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not going to lie to her. Like, How can you support this, Rhysand? Fair, because I think I think that mm-hmm, you're mm-hmm. asking yeah, the right question, and you know Ar- Reese being stupid because Reese has his own prejudices against Nesta is like, well, no, amron's order holds.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. You just told amron to her face that this plan sucked, and then you decided you're going to go with it anyway.
1: Once Cassian has because, as it says in here, for a heartbeat. Cassian hated him, hated the mistrust and wariness he beheld on Reese's face. Yeah, here's the thing. This is going to drive Cassian away from him if he's not careful.
2: Okay, see, that's
1: what I
0: don't understand about this anyway. Okay, so this is why I'm so confused about the inner circle at the moment. Like a lot of people read this book and they're like, I hate the inner circle. And I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is what we have, we've been harping on since the beginning, which is the more we look at this, the more we realize this is not an infallible group of people. Like other people are actually probably just as capable as them. Like for a very long time, I was like, okay, well, there's other people. And they, have they, you know, these people are flawed, but they're still probably the best for the job. I'm actually starting to think that maybe they aren't. So there's that. Because the reality is, is if Nesta's is going to fly off the bar handle, which, you know, would honestly, at this point, they're literally like gaslighting her. So, okay and then well, Cassian's going to go least with her
1: definitely gaslighting her
0: right so then Cassian's going to probably side with her i got to be honest like the thing is is they're so worried about like well what about like what if Ares knows what if Tamlin knows what if all this shit right Honest to God, I think Nesta could handle all of them. Like, you thought Amarantha was bad? I bet you Nesta could do better. And I don't mean, like, Nesta would even be evil. I just mean, Nesta's got the power. Nesta's got the ability to control, like, to, to convince people. And those people fucking hate you. And she agrees with them, for the most part. And you know what? She's not even wrong. Like, Amarantha was essentially, from what we could tell, evil almost for the sake of being evil right like she was just pissed off and she was kind of like uh, she was basically ruining lives for the sake of ruining lives like we even know that highburn kind of felt that way about her because he was like she's not even really furthering the cause she's just doing her own fucking shit over there like you know what i mean but like nesta could literally be your worst nightmare like nesta would fight you to the death at this point for like high king over this you know what i mean like oh you think you're gonna be high king and you're gonna treat people this way and it's like the thing is it's like I, i don't even disagree with her Tell me either. She could literally sway half of the courts against Reese, and I couldn't even be mad about it because he is making poor choices. He is guy sliding people. Like, he is letting Amarin do stupid things in his court.
1: He's not, not necessarily
0: s- most fit for the job. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So, anyway, I don't know. I just think this is super whack.
1: It is. It's totally so, like, I'm not saying
0: I like hate the inner circle, I'm just saying, like, something has like cracked in there like they do not have the logic they had two books ago I agree which I don't know if that's a weird characterization problem or if it's just a shift in perspective that Feyre didn't see these faults in them but Nesta does I don't don't know if it's a point of view change or if it's literal characterization changes
1: it's a bit of both
0: yeah yeah so sorry I just had to rant about that because it's like really bothersome
1: to me (laughs) It's okay. This is where this is where I get just like nail spitting angry. Amryn says next is Agreed. out of line, unfair, us belt, and it's just nasty to be nasty, in my opinion. Agreed. What what she says to Cassian is just completely unacceptable, and that is I'd be careful when you're fucking her. Who knows what she might transform you into when her emotions are high. Like, all right, that that's jealousy. I don't care. Like, she's lashing out in a completely jealous sense. Like that that screams of jealousy.
0: Like mm-hmm. I said, it's really weird because the last time somebody was this mean, it was Nesta and we fucking sent her away.
1: <laughs> like, like, yeah
0: actually this is meaner than the shit that nesta Nesta said because nesta didn't know them well enough to say these things
1: (laughs) but here's the thing what nesta said wasn't said out of jealousy
0: no she basically said it to shut him down and shut him up which funny when i talked to my husband about this book that's kind of what i said i said the difference is is everybody always gets on nesta for being mean but you know what's really annoying about when nesta's mean most of the time she's kind of right like, she's not lying. She's not making these things up about these people. She is calling people on truly things that they have done or said or, like, you know, whatever. And it's like, is that mean? Like, is it mean-spirited to do that? Sure. But is she wrong? No. Most of the time, she's not.
1: Amorin's being spiteful.
0: That's what I mean. Amran, on the other hand... Is wrong. like she is literally like making it up. She doesn't. Like, she she is. Nesta's is probably not capable of that. Like you know what I mean. So like she's literally yeah. making it. Up. and I guess that's what I think is so weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, something happened when she came out of that cauldron. She has not been right since. Truly. Well,
0: right because Amryn used to be more like what we were saying about Nesta, which is Amryn used to be. It was fun to watch an Amryn be mean because she was being mean, but she was making a point. Right. And most of the time, like I said, and that's the thing. Most of the time, so was Nesta. So it's weird now because now Amryn is truly being the mean, senseless bitch that everyone accuses Nesta of being, but actually it's Amryn. So I just think it's like super weird. And I think it's super weird because a, it's happening in the books, but that's a character choice. I think it's weird because it happens in the fandoms. People are giving Amryn so much room to be Amryn when it's like, I don't think she deserves that, to be honest with you.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Carry on. <laughs> Huzzah for Azrael. Because he shuts it down. He's like, that's enough. And he looks at Cassian and he's like, I'm with Cassian on this. It's not right to keep the knowledge from Nesta. This causes Reese to, to at least sort of
2: out of his ass. Not far enough out. Just just no, like prairie but, dogging. But
1: at least it's not at least it's not so far up there he can't see sunlight at all. True. Because his compromise was, alright, well when Nestle, when, when Favor returns, I'll ask her and she can be the deciding vote on whether we tell her or not. Okay. I I I'm with that. Cassine's uneasy because he knows about all this bad blood between the two sisters. He's not a hundred percent sure where Favor's gonna go, but she's a lot he's a lot more comfortable with it than letting Amron's decision stand.
0: Well, yeah. And I sort of have mixed feelings on this because I still think this is like a fucked scenario to begin with the idea that you would not tell somebody about something like this is, I don't know, right up there with not telling somebody that their pregnancy is going to kill them. Just saying, um, or right up there with like, what did you, what happened the last time we kept a secret of this size, you know, like when, you know, we didn't tell Feyre that Reese was her mate, you know, I mean like that went so well, like these big secrets always go so well. They go according to plan, you know, so <laughs> I'm not, So yeah, I already think this is like a fucked stupid situation anyway. But if I was going to pick anybody to be like, oh, this person should make the decision on whether or not we tell her, Feyre sort of makes sense because she is blood related and has literally known her her entire life. So like, I I can at least sort of respect that thought process, you
2: know?
1: Absolutely.
0: But the rest of them got to say it all is kind of stupid. Scratch that. No, kind of just is stupid.
1: Of course. Amryn's trying to be the purveyor of doom and gloom and she's like well that sword shall be known by history it remains to be seen whether it shall be known for good or evil.
0: Okay given the plot that is so fucking stupid I literally have a note here that says given the plot this is so fucking stupid but if you just took the line out of context it's actually a really cool line.
1: <laughs> it's a great line. It really makes no sense in the context of the story. But okay. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like, if you took it as a sound bite, like, if you did this as an audiobook and you took that as a sound bite, it'd be a really cool sound bite, but, like, it's dumb.
1: <laughs> but a cool sound bite. Exactly. So, Amran's finally like, fine, I'm going back to bed. Don't touch the swords. Hello,
2: like, Dude,
1: you, you, you're tempting toddlers. Okay.
0: Yeah. Better off if you hadn't said that. <laughs>
1: and he finally leads. Thank fuck. Nothing personal. Cause I'm kinda over Amarin. That's, That's okay.
0: Me. So am I. But then we have like three seconds of silence before Reese goes back to being a fucking dog.
1: Well Reese is all pissy and melancholy because he can't figure out how he how to save Tara from the labor. But at least this makes more sense the way he discusses it and explains it. Yes. Drake Drake he's talked to Drake and Miriam. They don't have anything. Sure. He's even talked to Theseon to talk to his healers. Right. And Theisin can't do it either because apparently the peregrines and the seraphim, when the babies are born, the wings are very malleable and flexible. And unfortunately Illyrians, when the babies are born the wings are very bony
0: which if you stop and think about it what we know about the illyrians and i understand that with the claim here is that like the illyrian women's bodies are built for it doesn't make any sense unless when we're describing illyrian women they have hips like four times the size of their like shoulder span yeah like the lot. the i keep saying the more we explain it the less it makes sense
1: but no, at least I we understand where the concern. Yes,
0: I understand. I, I, I understand it quotes. for Reese, yes. yes, but uh, but as a human reader reading this book, the more we explain this 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 world building, uh, honestly, the less it makes any sense. I, I, I we need to like stop talking about it.
1: <laughs> I agree. Are offering support and sympathy and trying to calm reese down and they're right, like while also like,
0: being like I-, I feel like there's still one fucking thing you haven't tried
1: <laughs> yeah and then it's of course unfavor still doesn't know
0: right that's what i mean the one thing you haven't fucking tried is like telling your wife
1: <laughs> and you know he's like nope but she does know that it's going to be a difficult labor uh, okay
0: circling back to how i sort of feel like if i had to blame one person this is all maja's fault but whatever
1: and and the question is, truly, why can't you tell her? And Reese is finally, at least he admits what the fear is, which I respect. Sure. And that is, he can't bring himself to give her that fear to take away the joy every time she puts a hand on her belly.
0: Okay, but also, like, as a female who has been pregnant and given birth. Same. <laughs> yeah, like... I, I feel like this is only a thing a man thinks, <laughs> because on what planet does Reese believe that she hasn't already come up with a million scenarios in her head about how this pregnancy and birth is going to go fucking sideways and completely wrong? So, like, trust me, she already thinks that. Like, <laughs> like she literally... Already assumes she may not make it out of this thing. Literally, it's like the first thing you think when you're pregnant. You're like, "Oh, I'm pregnant. Oh fuck! Think about the 487 things that could go wrong between now and birthday. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let alone birthday itself. And if you're in the U.S., you probably think about that a lot because you know we have like third world country rates of maternal health care. So, so, I guess I don't understand. Like, so so again, world building confusion here. So we don't have C-section abilities. But apparently, nobody ever dies in childbirth just because that doesn't make sense. The point is, she already has this fear. This is a
1: dumb thing. I agree. I I, I agree. I mean, yeah, this is a process. <laughs> I'm hospitalized because right. I, yeah, so I'm there. I'm with you.
0: Yeah, I'm like, trust me, we already assumed this. Uh, literally, I remember the reason they transferred me from. The birth center to the hospital finally was because we had already discussed it like six times being like yeah maybe we should fucking do this um it was when I looked the nurse dead in the eye and literally grabbed her by her shoulders and said if you don't take me to the hospital I think I'm going to die here oh shit usually when patients say that they're right (laughs) so anyway um again I'm really thinking that literally any female knows better than Reese at this point (laughs)
1: uh-huh
0: like my question is, is i know that Moore is like not married does not necessarily want children i don't know we've never really discussed any of that with her but i just really feel like maybe this conversation needs to be had uh extensively with Moore because i think she's the only person who would be capable of being like mm-hmm, i see where you're coming from you're wrong
1: <laughs> yep because you and i both know that Moore would be like dude
0: yeah because Moore right. wanted him to tell her about the mating bond like way earlier so like i think again she'd be able to be like my dude remember last time you didn't listen to me and it was a huge fucking mistake i'm just saying <laughs> You think? yeah she really needs to come back but anyway which is like not even like a normal thing for me like i don't love more i don't really care like honestly she she's been gone like this whole book and i don't really care but on like in this scenario i feel like this is where she's like really important <laughs> It's like becoming really apparent to me that even though I don't care about more much as an individual, she is apparently the glue that holds this fucking group together.
1: <laughs> I guess that's where you and I really do differ. I really do like more. I understand. I have I yeah. have similar issues with more about what sure. your complaint is, but I I still like her. Sure, sure. I don't
0: know. But yeah, but like apparently she is the glue that holds the group together. Like apparently we desperately fucking need her to come back because it's just been
2: shit show after shit show after shit show.
1: show Right. Now I'm going to say something. We really should have had a snowflake or something here because of the way this this. Yeah. Topic switches. So we go from, you know, all right. Amrit stormed out. Reese gets all sulky. We've consoled Reese. We're going to change tacks again, and truly, in this case, we could have used a snowflake if for nothing else than to take a big, deep breath, and yeah. we didn't get one. But Cassian is smart enough to say, "Okay, I got to do something to get us to do to to get Reese out of the doldrums because yes. uh, we're going to have a problem if we don't." So Reese, uh, so Cassian's looking at the swords, and he's like, "They're simple, they're basic. You to listen to this description because he." Thinks back to Gwydion. Yep. The last of the magic swords had been dark as night, and as beautiful. Excuse me. We know a dark as night weapon here. Mm-hmm. It's called Truth Teller. And if we go back to the story that we know from from Crescent City, we know that the Star Sword had a matching dagger. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Just yeah. making sure. Yeah. No.
0: Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Again, it's funny. Be- well, it's funny because of the whole, like we said, history written by the Victor, and it's like people's interpretations of what they know.
2: You know what I mean? So it is. Yeah.
1: So he's, you know, Cassian starts doing Cassian things, and he's like, you know, at the moment, he can't think of anywhere else that there's a magic blade, let alone three of them. He starts to encourage Reese and yeah, we, we should we should look at these. We need to see them. Yeah, let's let's see the sharp, pointy, pretty things. And Cassie's like, you know, Aaron's not here. Let's do this, right? Like, typical boy, right? Well, and
0: I love too where he's like, don't be dumb. We don't gotta touch him or nothing. <laughs> like you have magic, my dude.
1: <laughs> Reese looks up and he's like, this is a bad idea. Mind you, he's not saying no. He just says, this is a bad idea. Boys. <laughs> and Cassie, it's like, that should be written on the night court crest. <laughs>
2: Which I love. And like, now I want that as like a t-shirt. <laughs> like, you know, you always see the t-shirt and it has like, you know, a fancy dancy quote around it. Instead, I want it to be like, night court. <laughs> this is a bad idea.
1: So, yeah. So, uh, I love it because we do, we have that whole moment and we have, you know, it says in here, I love this description, a few stars linked into existence in Reese's eyes. And I was like, oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Azure, like it, you know, and I think we talked about this offline for a long time. I gave Azrael so much shit. I was like, we know nothing about this man. He's so quiet. The longer we read this book, the more I'm like, oh, my God, dude is quiet because if he wasn't quiet, he'd tell everybody they were dumb.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. He just doesn't say anything. It's not that he, it's not, he's not dumb. He's just being nice. He's realizing that like, if he were to say his inner monologue, he would sound a lot like Nessa and Amarin. And since everybody's mad at them, maybe he'll
2: just keep his mouth
1: shut. <laughs> he's a smart boy. He really is. So Reese gives in. Not that that peer pressure took a whole lot of arm twisting. Mm. And his observation is interesting as he lifts it using his special magic into the air so nobody's touching it just reese's magic and he's like it's heavy in in a way that it shouldn't be like it's fighting against my magic now that's interesting right and then reese is like you know but the blacksmith never said what seemed cursed about it and he had to have touched it several times to feel the power to bring it here right so it can't be a a death sword to slay any careless hand so it's like amaran's gone and he's suddenly being a little more logical right like
0: that's what i never understood in the first place i'm like this man showed up and said these are cursed he couldn't even explain why so you guys think that if you unsheathed suddenly like the whole world's gonna drop dead well this man literally like fired this shit and like put it in you know like you know this man had it laying around for a few days
2: like what
1: exactly He starts to, you know, remove the scabbard and it fights him a little bit, but it does slowly come off. And the blade is is that inch by inch, fresh steel glowed, truly glowed like moonlight lay within the metal. And then Cassian just kind of is like, whoa, when the scabbard completely falls away because iridescent sparks danced along the blade, pure, crackling magic the light danced and spurted as if an invisible hammer still struck it so then reese unsheathes the other sword the dagger this is the great sword by the way that he lifted first Mm -hmm. they don't spark with the same power but cassie could still feel them the dagger radiated so cold that it's blade gleaming so bright it looked like an icicle in the sun. thought that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. And the other sword it just seemed hot, angry, and willful. But the great sword placed between the other two, the sparks faded as if sucked back into the blade itself. And none of them touch it, none of the three of them touch it. And, And as Cassian and this is coming from his point of view, he's like something deep and primal within him warned him not to that to be impaled or sliced by that blade would be no ordinary wound interesting of course amran came back and she's like i knew you couldn't resist
0: which is like a little bit funny but yeah also i'm like shut up
1: (laughs) i just kind of go shut up bitch! go away i'm not normally like that but i'm like
0: no i know "Mm, but i love that now she's gonna go off on this like side fucking tangent which like i get it's probably like important for world building and blah 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 but i'm sorry listen
2: this whole fucking story is like so dumb to me (laughs) mostly because like can we talk about this she's like (laughs) amarantha destroyed a weapon like that and cassie's like whoa i've never heard this story so now i gotta sit down and listen to this fucking story from Amarant, which like I said is probably sort of important, but all I can focus on is like is she is she really telling me this sword is called Narbon? I mean that is like that is like making a great weapon and being like and it shall be called Eugene. <laughs> like what the hell? Like, who woke up and was like, I'ma call this NARBIN. <laughs> like purple. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> This is my deadly weapon <laughs> Billy Bob. <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> and this is my this is my dagger Will Debbie <laughs> I just don't get it. I just Yeah <laughs> oh my. I don't know, I just that's all I could focus on this whole time. I was like and then Amaranth goes on a side tangent about
1: no. Apparently Rhys was under the mountain, so he didn't know about it. And Rhys does comment that Narbin is older than Gwydion.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And apparently somehow Amarantha found it. They don't know yep. when or how, but it would not Bend to her, it would not yield its power to let her wield it.
0: Right. But for some reason, we're so worried that any idiot could accidentally go on a murder rampage with the one that we just created.
1: (laughs) Right. And this is, you know, apparently then, you know, she destroyed it because she did that with all good things, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she agrees that, you know, in the end, Amron does concede that maybe it was in their favor had the king of Hyburn possessed the sword they probably would have lost the war. Fair enough. Sure. And then apparently it's all the whole, but I can't believe she threw it into the sea. Okay, let's just take a magic sword and throw it in the sea. We couldn't do that with the mask. So why did we do this with the magic sword?
0: Okay. So like, see, this is why I'm saying this story is so stupid. (laughs) Okay. because thing. If you really boil this down, it's like, yeah, Amarantha found Narvin. <laughs> What's Narbon am sold. older than Quiget? What does it do? I don't know. Well, how did she find it? I don't know. Where did it come from? I don't know. What did she do with it? Nothing useful, and when it didn't work, she threw it in the sea. I'm sorry, what kind of fucking story is this? And even Cassian's like, I'm sorry, what? And Amaran's like, I don't know. Like, it was a story that was, like, told by someone who told somebody. Maybe she never even found it in the first place. Like,
2: what kind of fucking Conversation
1: is this? fair, of course. I do like Reese's answer to this as well. Sure, she, Amarietta, could be short sighted.
0: Yeah, I know. I yeah, loved that. You think but... she could be short sighted? Yes, think? Yeah, yeah, like I like, and that's the thing, like, I, yeah, okay, I agree that, like, if she could, she got it and she couldn't use it, I can totally see her like chucking it. Like, I, I get
2: that. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: but like honestly it's just like it doesn't matter the story is useless it's just a plot device to get us to this next conversation which just makes me want to rip my eyebrows off like <laughs> yeah I like rubbed my face so hard my eyelashes are falling out but anyway carry on
1: we'll just get the duct tape and tape them off <laughs> yeah it's
0: cool yeah I'll just draw them on it'll be fine
1: so I don't know how she decided to uh, Yeah, Yeah, like, this is the time? Fuck, what? So she uses this to bring this conversation up, which just blows my brain, really. And it's, you know, Amar's like, yeah, but... Hey, Reese, you know, you're not short-sighted. And, you know, with these three blades that he's still got spinning in the air, you know, make yourself high king. You should see the eyeballs that we're giving each other, y'all. Because we're both just like, really? We're going to yeah. go there? Okay.
0: Yeah, like, this is the time. This is this is the... Co- what? We got, like, a lot of fires right now. You want to add one?
1: And this isn't a small fire that you would be adding. And Reese is like, I don't want to be hiking. I only want to be here with my mate and my people. Go, Reese. It's like, fair. Right. And then Amaran's like... Yes, but all seven courts united under one ruler would give us far better odds of survival in any upcoming conflict. No bickering and politicking around required to dispatch our armies. Malcontents like baron would have no ability to threaten our plans by aligning with our enemies. And of course, we'd have to fight all the other courts yeah
0: what is that imaginary group of villains in the bond series with the octopus like what are they whatever they're called to me this thought process feels a little bit like their thought process <laughs> where it's like what if we were just one giant evil corporation <laughs> like that's about how this feels to me like amren what are you saying
1: <laughs> like, hail hydra yes thank you <laughs> But it wasn't James Bond, that, yeah, that's no. Marvel. But anyway, but so, yeah, I yes. mean,
0: Like, I'm sorry, what are we doing? <laughs>
1: like... <laughs> of course, Az doesn't help, because he's like, well, you know, Kalias, Tarquin, and Helian might be willing to kneel, and, and Thiessen will kneel if they do.
0: Which I thought was just, like, a funny observation that is probably
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> true. I think it's more just a, well, if it came down to it...
0: Right, yeah. Azriel's just mulling it over, like,
1: So then Cassian's response to all of that then is to jump in and say, you know, Tamlin would probably fight and lose. Baron would be the only one standing in your way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this is like a very oversimplified um, (laughs) plan here. (laughs) Because I sort of feel like Tarquin would be like, I don't know, I'm still kind of pissed about my book.
1: (laughs) Something, to say the least.
0: And I feel like Helion would be like, I'm sorry, uh, like, I like you and all,
1: but what? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. More. So Reese is like, don't we have to leave soon to go take you to your meeting with, with Eris?
0: Which, like, I kind of feel for this man, because this man that they want to make... Like, think about it. Think about it. This man that they want to make High King can't even get out of this conversation. Like... You will not even shut up for this man that is your high lord, that you want to make high king, and he's telling you to drop it, and you don't. Like, I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Cassie decides to nudge him a little bit more, saying don't change the subject. And God bless Reese. He finally pulls on that power, and he's like, I don't want to be high king, and there's no need to discuss it. God bless him. And of course, Amran, being Amran, I, again, I don't get what her goal is. I don't know what her end goal is here, and it, it disturbs me. Yeah. And she says to him, "Yours is a terrible and beautiful power, Resand. You have three magic blades before you, each a kingmaker in its own right, and yet you would rather share that power, keep to your borders. Why?" And Reese asks the question that's been looming in the back of the room as the thousand pound white elephant. Yeah. And is like, why do you want me to turn conqueror? Yep. And Amrit's like, why do you shy from the power that's your birthright? The fuck?
2: yeah I there's some world
0: building that we haven't gotten yet in which case there is some sort of weird like family lineage line type situation that makes that true because we do know he's like the most powerful high lord so like in theory there is some sort of something that makes that make sense and even kind of in crescent city that we kind of discussed that because like they're you know they kind of discussed that like basically they're um whatever, like, they, like you know what I mean? Like, they got less and less mm-hmm. powerful over time and yada yada. So, like, in theory, I sort of understand that maybe there's, like, a world-building place we're going to where Amryn, being not, I mean, she's fae now, but she was something else before. Like, maybe there's something she knows that she's been, like, babysitting him for all of this time because she knows something. But even if that is the case, she's doing, like, the worst fucking job of
2: it.
1: <laughs> and Reese is like, I was born with this. It's a tool to defend my people and not not to attack others. And then he's like, where's all of this coming from? Fair, totally fair. I respect Reese. Like, this is the Rhys and that I know and love. Agree. And Asriel being Asriel does, again, he, he is far more observant than I think people gave him credit for. And he's like, we're weakened all seven courts, even more at odds with each other and the rest of the world since the war. If Montessere and Valahan march on us, if Rask joins them, we will not withstand it. Not with Baron already turned against us and allied with Briallen.
0: Right, but to which I point out that we've never had a really good Akatar map. I don't fucking understand. I mean, I do, like, the words I'm understanding, but, like, I cannot picture, like, What are we talking about? Because for the most part, up until this point, we've only been like worried about the high lords around us and high burn and like things that are like in our like walkability, for lack of a better way to say it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. So are you saying like, because this is the thing is like, that makes the hierarchy a little different because like Reese is the most powerful high lord as we know it. But what the fuck is like these other groups of people? What the fuck's going on with them? Where are they? Who are they? What's their fucking, what? You know what I mean? So I'm confused because I'm like, you want to make this man like, hi, King. But what does that do for you? If what you're saying is supposedly these other groups, if they band together could still be, I don't You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't really understand what we're talking about here.
1: Fair. And the last point that, that as makes, which I find interesting is, is, you know, if tamlin cannot master his guilt and grief and become what he once was he's still a threat to us in that sense and weakens weakens the high lords of prithian okay fair i get that that makes sense to me right like he's he's basically pointing out that tamlin who's running around in beast form and is so grief-stricken and angry and upset at himself and feeling guilty he's destroyed himself his people his place so on and so forth
2: i
0: think my other problem with this thought process is the baron thought process which is like i understand that baron is working against you right now but in this imaginary scenario where these other like outside groups come to attack you baron ultimately was not like a big fucking problem with the king <laughs> like you know what i mean like baron was not the end-all be-all in that scenario so i'm sorry why do we really get like, same with tamlin tamlin showed up at the last minute and was helpful for the very specific scenario you all got your fucking selves into this specific scooby-doo problem you had you know but like yeah. in general it ended up not really being super side swaying one way or another So, like, I just don't really understand, like, I I sort of feel like if push came to shove, Baron would be like, I fucking hate you guys, but I definitely hate those guys. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't be high king. Like, I feel like Baron would be like, I can't be high king if he kills all of us. And it's like, right. We'll we'll deal with the whole you want to be high king thing after this. But like, (laughs) I don't know. I, I just, there's clearly something about the, like, mapping of the world that I'm not, understanding and I don't know if that would get cleared up later or not
1: but right and you know and Sam comes back again saying nope not interested like very emphatic and then Amron asks a question that I just I get but I don't and I kind of want to smack her because I'm just yeah. like again I feel like we're going back through Akamath Akawar sure Because she's like, then explain to me why, after thousands of years, objects that once crowned and aided the old fae have returned. The last time a high king ruled Prithian, it was with a magic sword in his hand. Look at that great sword before you resand and tell me that it is not a sign from the cauldron itself
0: yeah i'm sorry what you mean the thing that you were just so pissed that nesta made by accident now you're telling me it's not by accident you're telling me it was the cauldron's doing well if the cauldron's doing then it's not nesta's fault we can't these things cannot all be true
1: exactly and and cassian asks you know basically states that and he's like you know it's not like nesta made it on purpose and Amryn is just like no 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 nothing is a fluke you know the cauldron's power flows through nesta and it could use her as a puppet without her knowledge. It w- It wanted those weapons made, and thus they were made. I'm sorry. What?
0: Yeah, I don't Are know. But the last the- little black bit she has on here is the whackassiest thing I have ever read.
1: I, I agree because she says it wanted Resand to have them, and thus the blacksmith brought them to you, to you, Resand, not to Nesta. And do not forget that Nesta herself. And Elaine, with whatever powers she has, is here. Favorite is here. All three sisters, blessed by fate and gifted with powers to match your own. Feyre alone doubles your strength. Nesta makes you unstoppable, especially if she were to march into battle wearing the mask.
0: And Elaine makes bread. Anyway, sorry.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no enemy could stand against her. She'd slay barren soldiers, then raise them from the dead and turn them on him. And of course, Cassian's thinking, but at what cost to Nesta's soul? Because I think he realizes that that would damage Nesta in other ways. Well,
2: duh.
0: But the other thing I don't understand is again, pick, pick your scenario. Pick your story about the mask. So she puts on the mask and then she has basically no control. How is she going to listen to Reese? Right. You said that if she put on the mask and she could raise the dead, blah, 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 she'd be like, attach the mask forever, yada, yada, yada. Now we're just assuming she's not because she was able to take it off. But how many times do you think she can use
1: that? Like, I I don't, do you see what I mean? Like, I don't. I see exactly what you mean. And I guess my question, my question then becomes this is, what the hell? Like, what is her end goal here? Why is she suddenly on this, this, this path? I really don't understand. Like, it makes me wonder what the hell is going on in Amarin's head. Can we trust Amarin?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I've kind of wondered that for a long time. And I didn't want to think that way because I love her.
2: But yeah, what?
1: And God bless Rhysand. He's like, I'm not going to entertain this conversation. This is not up for discussion.
2: Good. Oh,
1: well, you know, tough shit. And they realize that they've been dismissed. And they, as they're leaving, you know, Amryn even leaves and she's like, know that the cauldron's benevolence will be extended to you only for so long before it is offered to another. And that's the end of the chapter. I mean, this chapter is whack because it's so long, but oh my God, what the hell?
2: Yeah.
0: I'm like so blown by Amarin. I'm sort of blown by everybody's stance at this point. The only person who seems to be using like all parts of his brain is Asriel. And you know, I'm not usually a big Asriel fan. And like I said, I think more needs to come back and step in and put her two cents mm-hmm. in. And you know, I don't even care about that. I really think that Lucian probably could hear all of this and make better decisions. <laughs> like, I think, I think everybody is kind of pushed to a breaking point and now trying to make decisions based on like where they're at and that's just not working at this time which is only another weird characterization thing to me because like literally reese had more common sense under the mountain when he was like being abused daily so i don't i don't really understand like i understand he's stressed but honest to god like how is
2: he more stressed than he was previously i don't i don't really see how that's possible
1: i agree it's weird
2: Like, Cassian
0: thought through things better when he, like, was bleeding out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't
2: understand.
1: So that's where we end on this chapter. Talk about crazy.
2: So this chapter is like
0: actually like way longer than we thought. We had like a lot more things to say than we thought. Mostly about German yeah. being a bitch. Um.
1: Yeah. Really. I mean, it's funny. The the topics that came up in this chapter that caused both of us to kind of go off on tangents. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that being said, we're actually going to break this into a two part episode. So you yeah. will get the other chapters. So 43, 44 and 45 and the songs in the next episode. This is yeah. just, just chapter 42. <laughs>
1: yes so we appreciate your patience your understanding and for sticking with us and hey everybody as i said earlier since this is a two-parter i hope everyone who's doing the back to school thing yeah. whether college whether school i know some places have started and started a couple weeks ago i know some places aren't starting until a couple more weeks from now but it is that time of year so i just want to put it out there and say i hope everyone has a good back to school for the 23, 24 school year.
2: Yeah. And you can chat with
0: us about this section and like the next section. You can chat about whatever you want in the Discord. So Absolutely. if you're like, no, I want to talk about chapter 43 right now, you can.
1: Please do. You can. So <laughs> go talk with us in Discord and we'll have that conversation. But... Exactly.